Good morning, everybody out there in podcast land, and welcome to another episode of Jesus and Coffee, Amen. Give me a good cup of coffee. Give me a word that rocks me. A whole lot of Jesus and a little caffeine. This is a daily devotional slash Bible study where I read the scriptures, expound on them a little bit, work on finding something to motivate you through your day, something that will definitely motivate me through my day. If you love Jesus and you love coffee, this is the place for you. And if you don't love Jesus and or coffee, come on in anyway. Have a seat. Enjoy yourself. Listen in. You may like it. You may not. You may learn something. You may not. You may hate it. You may not. But I know one thing. It surely won't hurt you. So I'm going to have some coffee. I got my Bible open in front of me. I got a nice hot mug of dark roast coffee. So I have everything I need to get my day started. So let's dig into the scriptures. Let's pray. Let's meditate. And let's just get going. Jesus and coffee. Amen. Only you make me come alive. Only you can satisfy It's a supernatural high. Jesus and coffee, amen. Well, thank you, John Waller. Gotta love John Waller. Great Christian brother, humble man, very talented. Uh, Just a regular guy, very down to earth. My wife and I met him about a year or two ago uh, at a free concert he did in a church. All he wanted was a free will offering. Now, that's a humble guy. We spoke to him for about 20 minutes after the concert and... I was just so impressed with how down-to-earth and humble and real he was. So I hope you people listen to his music, support him, buy his music, go to his concerts. You won't be sorry. He is a really, really good guy. Okay, folks. So I've said a number of times that I'm still finding my way here, and I am finding my way as I go. I believe I'm getting better at this. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I'm not sure a lot of people are listening, but it's good for me. Uh, When I started this, I wanted to do a morning devotional type thing that could get people into the Word and get their day started, get them motivated, and not take too much time out of their busy day. The episodes are getting kind of long, so in an effort to shorten them, What I'm going to do is instead of reading the passage and then commenting on it, I'm going to do what's called a running commentary. And so I hope this works better for you. If you want to read the passage beforehand, it's John chapter 3, 22 through 36. I will be reading from the NKJV, New King James Version. So if you want to pause it here and then read that passage and then come back, That's good. Whatever you want to do, I'm going to go ahead and pray and get going. Almighty God, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we ask you 
to open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things from your holy word. Change us with your word because we desperately need to be changed. Speak to us through your word because we desperately need to hear your voice and reveal yourself to us from your word because we desperately need to know you. Amen. After these things, after what things? After Jesus cleared out the temple, dumped over the tables, got rid of the money changers and the guy selling animals and had the confrontation with the Pharisees there about his authority to do this and seeing Nicodemus at night and telling him that he must be born again. After these things, Jesus and his disciples came into the land of Judea and there he remained with them and baptized. Now it says in chapter 4 that Jesus himself was not baptizing, his disciples were. But that's not really important. Maybe Jesus did a few baptisms, maybe he didn't. Now John was also baptizing in Anon near Salim, because there was much water there. And they came and were baptized, for John had not yet been thrown into prison. Now John gets thrown into prison because he is confronting Herod. Herod stole his brother's wife. And this is a no-no. John kept talking about it. And so he ended up in prison, eventually had his head cut off to satisfy the wife. And there's a great song about that called Off With His Head by Tom Dvorsny. It's hard to find, but you can probably listen to it on YouTube or something. Then there arose a dispute between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purification. Baptism was not a new thing with John. He didn't invent it. The Jews would do that. They would immerse people to symbolize a new start. They would do it for new converts. Uh, they had ritual baths uh, all over the place that they, they would use. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who was with you beyond the Jordan, to whom you have testified, behold, he is baptizing, and all are coming to him. This is obviously hyperbole, but he's getting crowds, and they don't like it. There was a lot of competition between the teachers and the disciples. My teacher is better than your teacher. You know, my dog is bigger than your dog kind of thing. Uh, but John is having none of that. John answered and said, A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from, from heaven. You promise, you yourselves bear me witness that I said I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. He who has the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. The friend he's talking about here, this friend is, you would compare this person to the modern day best man who is involved in preparations for the wedding. Nowadays, the best man prepares the debauchery of the, of the bachelor party. But it's the same concept. He's, the, he's there. He's by the, the bridegroom's side. Uh, he's involved. He speaks. He takes care of things. But he doesn't get the bride. He just gets to be with the bridegroom and be his best friend, be his best man. And his joy is in the fact that his friend is getting married John's joy is in preparing the way for the Messiah to come. And he says something very interesting here next. He says, he must increase, but I must decrease. This is the attitude of John the Baptist. This should be the attitude of all Christians, all pastors, all worship leaders. 
John the Baptist was a sign that pointed to Jesus. He doesn't take the glory upon himself. He doesn't want to become important. He wants Jesus to become important. And oh, Christian, don't listen to pastors that talk about themselves, that make themselves important. It's Jesus that's important. You know, when you're driving down the street, if you're looking for a cup of coffee and you're a Starbucks fan and you see a Starbucks sign, you don't get excited about the sign. Look at that sign. Look at that that character they have there. Oh, I'll... No, you say, oh, Starbucks sign means a Starbucks is coffee. I want coffee. Same thing if you're a Dunkin' Donuts fan. Oh, I love the Dunkin' Donuts sign. No, you don't get excited about the sign. The sign points to something. It points to what you want, the donuts, the coffee, whatever. So all pastors, all preachers, all worship leaders, and John the Baptist himself are signs that point to something important. The one that's important is Jesus. So he who comes from heaven is above all. And what he has seen and heard, that he testifies, and no one receives his testimony. Jesus is the one who came from heaven. I've said a number of times here, in this running commentary that I've been doing in all through all of these podcasts, heaven has come to earth. That's one of John's themes. Heaven has come to earth. And he again mentions here, the baptizer does, that he has come from heaven. He who comes from heaven is above all. And what he has seen and heard, that he testifies, and no one receives his testimony. People rejected Jesus. Right in chapter 1, he says, He came to his own, his own did not receive him. He who has received his testimony has has certified that God is true. For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God. For God does not give the Spirit by measure. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abides on him. Oh, Christian. Oh, non-Christian. The Father loves the Son, and He loves you. And He has given all things into the Son's hand, so that He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. He who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. Oh, flee from the wrath of God. Jesus paid it all. All to Him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed me white as snow. Oh, this is glorious. Understand what you have. Understand the opportunity you have, if you're not a Christian, to come to the Lord God Almighty and give your life to Him and receive everlasting life, abundant life. Oh, that you would do this today if you haven't done it already. And if you have, rejoice in this today. Think about this. Meditate on this. You have everlasting life. Oh, thank you, Lord God. Amen. Well, I hope that works a little better for you. I hope it makes the episode a little shorter. I hope you can use this to start your day. Be blessed. God is good all the time, my brothers and sisters. And thanks for listening. If you want to contact me, if you have questions, comments, or concerns, Send an email to jesusandcoffeeamen at gmail.com. That's Jesus, the letter N, coffee, amen, at gmail.com. Have a blessed day, and thanks for listening.